Welcome to House Lights, the arts and entertainment podcast by the State News. Welcome to House Lights. Um, uh, I'm Wendy Guzman, and I am joined by Noah Bosch, Devin Anderson Torres, and Kashi Shabra. Um, on today's episode, we are going to be discussing Disney Plus's WandaVision, which came out January 15th. Um, so how would you, do you guys feel about the show? What are your general reactions? I'm just uh, generally baffled for the most part. Uh, that was definitely the first feeling that I had. It was such a break from the norm of what I've expected from Marvel films. You know, just seeing like a a genuine Leave it to Beaver-esque like 50s sitcom, uh, especially like in that first episode was so strange. And, you know, it had it didn't really have any of the Marvel like action qualities or drama qualities that, you know, all of their other products have so it was still it was still really great to see but it was such a deviation from like what i know uh that they're capable of doing that i was hooked from like the first 10 seconds it was crazy yeah i totally agree with noah my first reaction like when i saw the premiere was what is going on like i could not understand like he said this is like such a deviation from Marvel. There's no, you know, mystery, at least in the first episode, there wasn't much action or actually at all. And, you know, it's just completely different vibes. So yeah, uh, and then, you know, as like with prog- uh, episodes progressed, I was like, you know, they're kind of like upping it by a decade or something. And there's definitely like a lot of underlying tones to it, which I hope we can talk and figure out. But so far I'm just baffled too. Yeah, for me, it kind of felt like a a walk down, a really trippy walk down a memory lane of, you know, a time that I wasn't a part of, but I've seen a lot of shows and, you know, it was cool to see that sort of ode that the MCU did as they're going down it. And, you know, I'm really interested to see where it goes because I'm not, not sure, you know, what's going on in it yet. Yeah, I agree. When, before I even started watching, I remember I asked, um, one of my friends, like, do you know what the show is about? Like, I've seen every preview I've done, like, I've been looking, like, what is it about? And, you know, even three episodes, like, I watched the first episode, and I left with the exact same question. What's the second episode? Exact same question. Maybe towards the third, I was kind of figuring things out a little bit, but it was a very interesting way to, you know, start off this, um, this show, and then you still, again, have no idea, because it's, you know, coming week by week yeah I like what uh what Devin said about uh painting homage I just realized that I said it was like a leave it to beaver sitcom which is uh, I meant to say I love Lucy uh which is definitely a lot more with the first and maybe second episode or like they even have at one point in the episode they have the uh the iconic you know separated beds for the couple I'm not I think it's I think it's I think it's the second episode where they show that off and that's very much I think an homage to uh, you know, the 50s era sitcoms and especially I Love Lucy in that. But it's really, really cool seeing probably two of the most powerful MCU characters, especially Scarlet Witch, you know, uh, just in such contained like roles. You know, they're still doing their magic and still floating through walls and making things levitate. But it's now for a much more comedic effect rather than, you know, trying to save the world with it. And it's just, it's really nice because they're two of my favorite characters and I feel like they were uh, severely underutilized 
uh, in the actual like extended universe. So it's really nice to see them in their own show. And I'm so excited to see like what happens. Were you guys expecting it to be funny? Because I feel like a lot of people weren't. <laughs> I think I was just because, you know, it's Marvel and kind of like, you know, that's like a love-hate factor for me with Marvel and especially MCU that kind of like everything they try, every kind of movie they have made so far, kind of like, you know, even if they're not trying, ultimately goes into that comedic or, you know, funny aspect. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it didn't come to me as a surprise that, you know, like, there are some comedic aspects to WandaVision. What did come to me as a surprise is how they had the whole tone set as like sitcom. So yeah, that was something, you know, maybe in that ratio I was not expecting. Yeah, I think Marvel, you know, comedy is kind of their thing, even when, you know, they really shouldn't be comedic. They often have uh, comedic and, you know, very funny moments. I do find myself laughing a lot more in the theaters, you know, maybe than I should, but I was really impressed with their ability to make like a almost kind of stale, very like by the books, you know, 50 sitcom funny. Like that's, you know, that's hard to do, you know, cause I feel like even sitcoms nowadays can sometimes get, you know, extremely dry. And I found myself still laughing at this, but, and I was also, I was intrigued, you know, when I was supposed to be intrigued, so I think this weird flip of like, instead of, you know, it then being action movies with comedy in them, and now it's comedy with drama, you know, instead of uh, comedy being an additive, it's kind of like the baseline now, it seems to be, which is a really interesting twist, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of almost liken it to a, to like a, like a Russian nesting doll of a sitcom where there's just more that gets unraveled after every episode and I think that's where it really strays away from the generic sitcom where you know it's kind of like a restart or a refresh uh you know every every week every Monday every Friday and, and in this one we are continuously seeing more and more that this isn't supposed to be a sitcom they're in one but where is it going why are they in one and it's it's doing a great job of asking these questions through you know the generic plot points of a sitcom. So I think that from there, there's a lot being revealed. Um, I don't know, Kashi, if you wanna touch on that a little bit. Oh yeah, sure. There's there's a lot going on. I do kind of want to hear Wendy, like what does she have to think about since she asked the question? Yeah, I mean, I kind of just, when I had seen the the trailers and everything like I didn't expect it to be a straight up sitcom like I thought it was going to be like a normal Marvel thing but like with this these like aesthetics of 50s 60s 70s shows and whatever um so I was I was watching and it was so interesting to me that it was straight up just like a very classic sitcom and and I think one of you guys had mentioned before like it was like it was actually funny like it was good they, it wasn't like they were trying really hard to be a sitcom from these times. Like they did a really good job at like recreating that same energy. And that was, it was, it was really exciting. And I, it really hooked me on it early on. Uh, one really cool thing that I, uh, and the person I was watching, uh, with the people I was watching it with, uh, one thing that they do uh, is that whenever something that 
isn't supposed to be happening, like something non-sitcom-y or something that, you know, you can just sense is off. Uh, they actually switched to a much more modern style of like cinematography and editing uh, for those moments that are, you know, tense and out of place. And then once that moment is ended, they immediately switch back to the very like generic two camera sitcom setups, which is just like, and even like the, uh, the quality of the image uh, changes when things become like, you know, not part of the sitcom, not part of this like routine that is happening. And so I think that, that I thought that was such a cool detail that they added in. It's, you know, it's might be easy to miss. I'm not sure, but I definitely enjoyed that. Yeah, like Devin said, there's a lot much more going on, you know, just like behind like what just we see. It's like there's definitely more than what meets to the eye. And like you said, Noah, that, you know, when there's kind of like a fourth wall breaking well, kind of like moment or just, you know, a moment that's not related to sitcom everything kind of like turns modernistic or I mean if you have noticed um, there are certain times when Wanda completely loses her accent the 50s kind of accent that you know like she's pretending to play part in sometimes she in fact completely goes into her Sokovian accent especially when she was talking about her now dead brother so you know like I feel like you know those are like you know the moments which are kind of leading up to the bigger picture we just don't know the bigger picture yet but what do you guys think what's happening there? I mean, so, the kind of, oh, sorry, you go. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Noah. Oh, sorry. To just I'm just adding on to uh, what they just said. Uh, aside from the accent, which I think is a really cool thing as well, there are, I mean, there are some times where Wanda will literally just say, nope. And then the, you know, the movie will, or sorry, the episode will revert back to like, a, you know, earlier on into the episode and then things will pan out differently than they did before. And it's always, you know, Wanda, it seems like Wanda's controlling like what is happening in the sitcom episode, which I think is also just a huge fourth wall break. And I uh, wanted to add that in before you, before anyone else uh, said anything, but sorry about that, Devin, go ahead. Yeah. And then, and, you know, going off your point, it, it really hints at um, what's happening there when uh, Wanda is having a discussion with one of the other wives in the neighborhood. I uh, can't remember her name off the top of my head, but the radio cuts out and it's Wanda who is, you know, who is doing this to you, Wanda, who is doing this to you. So you kind of realize then that, you know, this isn't normal and something, something else is going on here. And I think that, you know, through a lot of Easter eggs, we kind of can start to uncover a little bit. Um, I know that one of the big ones that I would like to touch on is that same episode that Wanda, what's going on, Wanda, what's going on. It ends um, with the screen of somebody watching, um, watching Wanda and, you know, turning it off like it was a TV show, you know, sitting in front of that screen is a notebook with a symbol on it. And I think this is where the MCU and Kevin Feige kind of, you know, say throw a bone to Marvel fans and Marvel comic fans, because you'll be able to notice that on the notebook is the symbol for sword, which is shields um, shield from the MCU's accompanying, I guess, for bigger, bigger issues bigger problems um it's the sword logo there and so that i think it might be their first introduction to sword and that might have a little bit more going forward yeah, yeah. 
sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, you go, you go. Okay, I was saying there were a lot of shout outs to Sword or even AIM. Um, there was, like you said, Devin, the notebook. And then there was um, like one of the commercials, I think it was episode three, where they had Hydra soaps or Hydra bath. I can't remember the commercial, but they had like a sword symbol next to it. The helicopter that lands into the second episode where everything is still black and white, but that helicopter is like very much in color. That had a, you know, sword like a uh, symbol, if you kind of look at it closely. And especially like in the third episode, you know, where like Wendy said, things are starting to make more sense. Geraldine was wearing a sword symbol necklace. So there's a lot of shout out, you know, which makes you think that sword definitely has a much bigger role in WandaVision. Um, I, you know, like some people think, and I am one of those people that, you know, might think that Sword might even be like, you know, having kind of a villainous role, but we don't know anything about that yet. But yeah, there's definitely a lot more to explore with Sword and with Abe. And that's definitely a shout out to Marvel, like comic fans, because those things, you know, haven't been still mentioned in MCU so far. Yeah. And going back to the um, AIM, how did you guys feel about that, that really weird and kind of creepy ending with the the person in the bee suit with all those bees surrounding him um obviously Kashi I'm sure you know as well that that might be a hint to aim but I'd like to get um Noah and Wendy your guys' ideas on you know what that could even be uh when do you want to take this one because I am so lost on the beekeeper that who aim what who <laughs> Um, I mean, to be to be honest, I'm pretty much as lost as you. My brain did not make either of those connections when I was watching it. But um, I'm not if if either of you wanted to chime in, what you guys thought of that? Because like I said, I don't really know. But um, another part that I wanted to point out that I was thinking of was the person who was playing Geraldine was announced that she was going to play Monica Rambo. Um, so, you know, seeing that she was also in the show as a different character is kind of confusing, you know, what, I don't know if you guys had any theories on what that could mean later on. I, I think, you know, uh, in the last episode, not to give without giving too many spoilers away but like how kind of you know um Geraldine was kind of like brought into a completely different world kind of which looked like more modernistic at the end of the episode I feel like you know she was on a certain assignment or a mission um in WandaVision world and like you said Wendy she's supposed to play a different role but here she was playing a completely different like character I think you know that's kind of like a character that you know like Monica Rambo was supposed to play, if that makes sense. I hope I'm not like confusing people too much. But yeah, I think, you know, Monica Rambo's character was like on a secret mission and she was like, you know, like asked or told to play Geraldine in WandaVision's, you know, universe. And that that's a lot of things. I feel like, you know, this is not like the last time we saw her. Uh, we're gonna probably see more of her. And, and that kind of ties into, you know, the sword and aim like theories too, especially, I mean, personally for me, but I feel like Devin might have a better answer. <laughs> um, yeah, going off of um, Geraldine, I think that that was one of the more um, eerie parts. And I kind of almost want to liken the entire show to like a sitcom mixed with like a Jordan Peele inspired kind of get out kind of thing where there's 
these really long pauses and stuff that kind of tell you that kind of tell you like what it reminds you that something's not right here. And I think that she will probably be one of those key characters moving forward that lets you know that when she was there, something's not right. Um, Wanda obviously realized it and assuming that she used her powers, kicked her out of this little simulation that she's in or whatever she's in. Um, yeah. I think that, uh, that Jordan Peele, like, you know, illusion is really, really good. That's definitely, I was trying to put like on the tip of my tongue, I was like trying to describe like what it felt like. And that's a really good description. Um, what do you guys think is like, cause I'm, uh, what do you think vision is doing here? Cause like originally, like when the trailers first dropped, I was like, Oh, maybe we're inside vision's mind. Maybe are we inside Wanda's mind? Are we, I feel like we're inside, you know, obviously of something because Geraldine got kicked out of it. But what do you guys think is like vision's, role in this entire thing so I'll, I'll take a little point on this one um you know thinking back to the end of the um infinity saga vision is dead like dead dead he died prior to the snap um which would make you believe that how, how is he back right now especially with the um the mind stone in in his head still um i think that's fairly interesting and i think there's also a lot of um uses of the stone and other stones throughout the first couple episodes, you see it when Wanda is freely, you know, using her powers to help uh, vision with his um, magic show and um, things like that. So I would say that assuming that vision is still dead, which I don't really want to assume um, because MCU kind of throw you a bone. So yeah, Noah, like to answer your question, um, you know, like how, um, like, but uh, Devin also said that Vision was like dead, dead in Infinity War. And, you know, there was no point going forward because, um, yeah, he was lost before Snap and the Snap, which like um, Hulk did um, in the in Endgame, it kind of only brought back people who were, you know, like erased because of the Snap. So there's like no chance of him coming back, at least in this world. But then Marvel threw, like, you know, Marvel threw us a bone with the whole, um, the timeline and the multiverse version. And, you know, so like, I remember when I saw the trailers uh, and everyone else was also, you know, making up theories about how, you know, it's opening up the doors for multiverse and maybe, you know, like it's vision and one in a different timeline. But then that still, you know, like begs to ask the question that no matter what multiverse timeline they're gonna be, whichever number of Earth, 3.259, whatever, it still doesn't make sense for, you know, vision to be a super bot and Wanda who got her, you know, powers from a freak science experiment, them to kind of like coexist in a 50s version. So I, I think, you know, it's not like a different version and that not that, you know, vision is brought back from the dead. I feel like, you know, whichever like simulation this is going on. And like you said that someone is controlling Wanda, Wanda is controlling her own world. I, I feel, and my theory might be a bit more darker than what other people might be thinking, but I think this is like, you know, a weirder version of like Shutter Island where Wanda is just so overcome with the grief of, you know, losing her brother, losing vision, that, you know, this is kind of like a therapeutic session for her. But I'm up to, like, debate. I'm, op I'm open to discussion. Yeah, so... Um, oh, you sorry, know, here you go. Okay. Um, speaking on the multiverse, I do believe that this is the same um, Earth that is throughout the entire Infinity Saga, and it kind of alludes to that if you look at... 
um, Wanda Envision's address, which is um, 2800, which is the earth that um, supposedly the entire Infinity Saga took place in. There's a lot of hints towards that as well. I think, again, on a, on a clock, um, the, the 2800. So if you think, I know, I know that the Wanda vision is supposed to play into the um, Doctor Strange movie a lot. So it makes sense that there's a multiverse there and that maybe they're in one multiverse going into another. Um, I think there's also a chance that there's a, a bigger, a bigger villain at play or maybe a bigger villain to introduce here. I know that um, I, I've done, done a little bit of reading. I think that there's a lot of talk about it being, uh, Mephisto, who's like a devil in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I guess I kind of like would ask you guys what you think is going to happen or why this is happening now. Well, what I was going to propose, and this might just be like completely drawing at, uh, you know, picking at straws and whatnot. But uh, if you guys remember, recall back to uh, Infinity War, when the stone is pulled out of vision, you know, he loses, you know, all of his color. And, you know, you know, he instead of being red and seemingly full of life, he becomes completely black and white. And at least to me, like, I don't know if that actually that probably just means nothing. But I do. I think I subscribe to what uh, Kashi is saying, where it's uh, I think Vision is dead. Vision somehow, you know, you know, might be a construction of Wanda's mind or he's just like a different version of himself. But I think the vision that we all knew and loved from the original MCU is dead um and i you know which is you know really tragic and really dark uh as as they said but uh what i don't know is like you know whose construction this is because i think it is some kind of illusion or some kind of like defensive simulation created to either keep wanda in or for wanda to keep other people out that's my current theory of what like this whole sitcom situation is. I think it's also the grief thing as well. It's, you know, her wanting the things that, wanting the life that she never got to have with Vision, but now it's being attacked, you know, by these outside forces that are able to get into this simulation, which is why we keep seeing like AIM, we keep seeing Hydra, we keep seeing, you know, uh, the other uh, sword as well. Uh, that's my current running theory. What about you, Wendy? Um, I think that one thing I think is interesting that we seem to all agree on is that it's, you know, Vision is dead, which I agree. And then that it's kind of just Wanda's brain in some way, whether it's her herself or someone doing it to her. Um, I think oh, I the more that I'm thinking about it, I almost lean it towards it being her kind of just trying to deal with things but I'm not sure how she would even end up in the place to want to do that you know but because there's so many of these outside sources kind of just like peeping in in different ways um that's why I think it's just her because otherwise you know all those other little things would just be trying to come in um one thing that I wanted to ask you guys was so I know so we know that there's the multiverse but we haven't really gone too deep into it yet I know that before like Spider-Man Far From Home came out in the in the um, trailers, there was talk of the multiverse, but then Mysterio was making it all up. So um, do we think that this will is actually like the opportunity for the multiverse to actually, you know, become like a thing that's active and like we know for sure it's happening? Or do you think it's going to be like another fake out? 
I think there's a, certainly a lot of ground for multiverse to take place, especially in WandaVision, because like we all said repeatedly, the vision is dead. So, you know, there's a lot of ground opening up to how certain dead characters can be brought back. Um, and, you know, just um, definitely uh, there's a lot more plot to, you know, like make sense if multiverse is kind of like an answer. But I think, you know, Marvel is also kind of like being very extremely careful with that because, you know, like we don't want to go into like how kind of like Star Wars did with the force that, you know, like everything, you know, which does not make sense somehow relates or is the answer to force, you know, um, that was a lot of criticized. I know vibranium was also very criticized because, you know, there's so many things that don't make sense and you just like have the answer to that as vibranium. So I think, you know, like Marvel's always been, you know, very like critical of its fans. So uh, they're trying to be careful with that. Um, but I also, like Devin said, uh, I also read that, um, Elizabeth Olsen said that um, the whole plot of WandaVision kind of directly leads to Doctor Strange. And we know that that movie is definitely going to have a lot of multiverse, multiverse aspects to it. So yeah, maybe, you know, there's something that would come towards the end and not towards the whole series. Maybe just like a little bit of, you know, like Glenn or a little bit of introduction to multiverse. And then we can kind of smoothly roll into um, like Doctor Strange. Maybe that could be a thing. I don't know. What do you think, Devin Noah? Well, yeah, let's just uh, let's pretend that for let's pretend for a second that Marvel always always follows the comics to a T. Um, if we pretended that um, we would have Wanda grief strucken by not being able to have children with vision, creating her own reality so that she can, she can have a child and she can live out this normal life that she always wished for. And we see hints of that throughout and we see the inspiration behind that throughout. But I think we also have to realize that um, Kevin Feige and Marvel probably won't follow the script too much in, in, that, in that aspect. And I think that is where the multiverse may come in is that maybe Wanda just moved herself to a, to a different one. And I think it also introduces a lot more um, questions of where Wanda got her powers from. Did they come from experience or did she have them prior? I know that um, there has been a lot of allusions to the guy who did the, um, the experiments on her, who is uh, Strucker, who there's a, there's a watch ad for him in there. In the, uh, it's a Strucker watch. There's an ad in there. I, I, I believe episode, episode two, uh, Baron Wolfgang von Strucker, who, is actually in the Captain America Winter Soldier mid-credit scenes where, um, you know, Wanda and her brother, her brother who passed away, um, Petro, um, they, they were both all tied in with Hydra. And that is how, assumingly, they got their powers. But if we think about this connecting to a grander scale, I, I would like to imagine that we're going to explore a lot more of where those powers came from. And that'll probably allude a little bit more to where the story is going. Cause I think we kind of got to remember that, that if, if we tried to guess what happened in infinity war at the 20 minute mark at the 30 minute mark, we would have no idea what, what was going to come. And I think we kind of got to be very careful about our guesses here because we are only 33% of the way out of this whole season. We're three out of the nine episodes in. So it could just, they could take us on an entirely different spin. 
Yeah, that's uh, that makes a lot of sense. You know, Marvel, I used to think that, I mean, honestly, up until Infinity War, I used to think that they were uh, pretty predictable in terms of their movies. Civil War was a nice deviation from the norm, but I think it really took the, you know, the snap to show me that, like, wow, they will go there. Like, they will go in an unpredictable route and they will do things that have immeasurable consequence you know, on the rest of their universe that they've worked so delicately to create, you know, they will tear it down uh, for the sake of the story, which I think is, you know, really bold on their part. I'd like to hope that they, uh, you know, don't have hearts full of malice and that they will actually have the multiverse when they say they'll have the multiverse. I know for sure it's been confirmed, I believe, with the third Spider-Man, which I'm really, really, really excited for. Uh, He's had one of the best uh, series runs, but uh, I'm not sure if if that's going to come out first, or if you know this season will finish up first, or if we'll get Doctor Strange first. I'm pretty sure this is going to be the first thing that like introduces the multiverse. If you guys, if it, do you guys know about that? Like, what's going to come first in terms of like their schedule? Um, uh, Devin, you might want to correct me on that, but uh, I believe series is kind of like gonna be like finishing up the first and then um dr screen is gonna come right around the corner and then i'm not sure about the series i've kind of like got my like um like date like messed up on the uh series but in terms of movies um i think after Doctor Strange, it's supposed to be um, Thor Love and Thunder, and then Spider-Man, third one, and then we're going to have the third Guardians of Galaxy. But I could have be having it all mixed up, too. It's been a while. Um, Jevin, do you know the answer? Um, no, I think you're right. I think that it goes um, WandaVision, and then we have Doctor Strange, and then the th- Thor. So I think that that order is correct. I know that there might be Falcon and Winter Soldier might come um, prior to that. Yeah, we also have Loki coming up because it's Loki, yeah, mm. and Lo- and Loki is super interesting because he has one of the stones. The last time we see yeah. the Loki that is going to show up in 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 this in this um, series, the Loki that grabs the, the tesseract, um, right? The tesseract. He grabs the tesseract and, and just zips out, right? So. We know that these a lot of these stones are still out there, even though, um, you know, Thanos hypothetically destroyed them, and then Captain America did it again. We've Marvel has shown us time and time again that everything it does, it can undo just as easily and make sense of it. So, yeah, yeah, and I think if uh, you know that that's why the multiverse to me is so intriguing because they can you know if they can potentially bring back the dead you know there's so much that they can they can do with that and they can manipulate time as well you know when you give you when again as a writer if you give yourself like a multiverse time travel uh and you know resurrection of the dead you know the opportunities that you have uh for storytelling is you know nearly limitless which um they they've definitely shown through uh through wandavision so far which has been an absolute blast uh, to watch, even though, even that sometimes when it's, you know, in the slower sitcom parts, uh, the little, you know, sprinkles of intrigue that they put, you know, once or twice in every episode really just keeps me uh, so hooked throughout the entire point. Like I'm waiting, you know, every Friday, like, please give me more answers. I know you're not going to, but please give me more answers. 
do you want to also kind of like talk about what's going on in the commercials in WandaVision? Like there's one every episode and I don't know if it's like the sole purpose of those commercials is just like an Easter egg or is there something bigger coming up? I feel personally that, you know, maybe those are the things that we should like kind of like um, focus more on than the whole episode itself that, you know, like if we were to place all the commercials together, maybe we could actually figure out. Um, but I know a lot of people also think they're just, you know, like just shout outs to like, a lot of other elements from MCU and just, you know, like like meaningless um, Easter eggs. So um, who wants to take on that? I think they're definitely shout outs to things that are going to be important, but I feel like the commercials are, uh, at least in my best prediction, non-canonical. Like they, you know, they happen and, but I don't think they're going to have like actual relevance with the story. I think they're more to inform the audience, like, here's what's going on. Make sure you stay and keep watching. Cause then, you know, I think the Marvel didn't want to lose their audience that they were doing something so different and so unique you know, that could, that could probably for many be, you know, too much and they'd be like, ah, screw this. You know, I'm not going to sit through a very slow moving sitcom. So I think those um, commercials are intercut to like remind you, hey, a bigger thing is going on here. Like pay attention, keep, keep your attention on it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, I think that beyond just the initial old style commercial there to pay like um, homage to the, the um, type of commercials that were around during these sitcoms times. I think that they're also acting as very establishing shots um, in a way. If you remember the first one, it's a, um, it's a stark, it's a stark industries toaster. So they're letting us know now that we're, we're, whatever this, whatever this place they're in is stark industries exists um, Hydra still exists. Um, Strucker, who worked with Hydra, um, for for what we know, is alive. Is um, you know, he's there. He plays a role, and I think that through these um, commercials, they're laying down a lot of Easter eggs. And I think that beyond the commercials, there's a lot more of those kind of establishing shots. Like you think about back to when Wanda saw the toy helicopter, and it's it's um it's the only thing in color at that time and it has the sword logo on it it's in iron man colors um the 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 classic red yellow and silver from his you know just classic armor um i think that again i i think noah you said this but there's a lot there's a lot more going on than than what meets the eye and i think through all these sitcoms and all these like sitcom storylines one of the realest storylines may be in those advertisements and maybe in those little Easter eggs that are kind of telling us what's going on. Yeah, because, you know, like, um, I'm going to like quickly go back to Wendy because I want to hear her options, uh, her suggestions too. But um, just kind of like a quick notes. Um, if you look at the commercials, like Stark Toaster, like David mentioned, the tagline with that was, forget the past, only focus on the future, something like that. And then Strucker's watch was, you know, we'll make time, he'll make time for you. Um, or the last one was, you know, if you want to get away from somewhere, but you all want to stay there. I don't know, there was some kind of like, you know, like, a, like, I feel like there was a lot of foreshadowing into like those like taglines of the commercial, but I could be wrong. I, I do like, like reading too much into the mysteries, but Wendy, what do you think? 
Yeah, I originally just kind of thought it was, you know, placed in there just to pay homage to certain things. Like, I thought that the, the toaster was very, like, very cute, I guess. Um, but knowing how Marvel does things, like, you have to pay attention, you know, to those little taglines and what specific, you know, things they decide to use, even in this, just those little gag, like, commercials. Because, you know, you know, usually down the line, um, something comes up and there's a reason why they were there. Um, yeah, does any, do you guys have any other final thoughts or anything that you guys are excited about about the show? Yeah, I'm excited for the fourth episode to come out. I know a lot of people are saying that things will make much more sense in fourth episode or it's going to like supposed to give us a lot more plot than the first three episodes. So I'm looking forward for that this Friday. What do you guys think? Um, I'm personally excited because uh, I feel like I've, I'm starting to really understand, you know, what Wanda has to do uh, with all this. So I'm really excited to see like why Vision is here because uh, it definitely seems like this is Wanda's construct. Wanda might be running the show. Uh, people are interested in Wanda and what she has to do there and why she's there. So I really want to see like why is Vision here? What is his purpose? What role does he serve in this grand scheme? And I think I am excited for the stakes to get upped a little bit. I think I, I am ready for them to ditch the sitcom a little bit more. I want to understand why they're in the sitcom, but I'm also excited for when they kind of ditch it and the, 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 the big picture kind of lays out in front of us. And I really want that, you know, uh, that moment of like, Oh, this makes sense. This is why this is happening. So hopefully we get that this week. I don't think we will, but my fingers are crossed. Definitely same. I'm just excited to finally be able to see how exactly this plays into the big picture because as of now, um, you know, it's it kind of seems like its own thing. So once things start to align with the rest of the universe and make sense, um, it, it's going to be really, a, yeah, like Devin said, like a great feeling just to finally know. Thank you for listening to this episode of House Life. Please feel free to check out our other podcasts from the State News Podcast Network on SoundCloud.